0: and welcome to Mindfulness with Mikey, a mental health podcast. This podcast is here to explore mindfulness with experts, with advocates, with organizations, and with some regular people to help promote the conversation around mental health, as well as provide a mental toolkit for you guys to use to overcome anxiety and to live a joyful life. And mindfulness is a huge factor in making this happen, I believe. So thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Thank you everybody who has supported me so far, who has reached out with your kind words. The messages, the phone calls, it all means a whole lot to me. You guys are the best. I'm I'm honestly surprised at how well this has been received. And so I really wanted to say thank you. If there are topics you'd like to hear discussed or other things like that, please reach out to me. And you could do so through either my Facebook page or my Instagram page. the Facebook page is Mindfulness with Mikey. My Instagram is at Mikey Mindfulness and I'm also creating a email list. and on the email list there will be uh, weekly updates on when shows are coming out and we'll be having information about the guests as well as some links to resources provided by the guests and other things like that. So, if interested, please sign up for my email list. I will be I will be posting all the information for that needed. Please follow me on Instagram and check out my Facebook page. And most importantly, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with somebody. Share it with a friend. Share it with someone you care about, and let's all together add to the mental health conversation going on in our society. This is this is all of us, and this is all of us doing it, especially now with. Everybody being separated and trapped inside. It's an important time to take care of your mental health and take care of how you're feeling. And I hope this podcast can help you. And I hope that it can provide some strategies to help you live a more mindful and joyful life. So I'm excited to announce today I have a really cool interview with Casey Cochran. Casey Cochran was two-time Gatorade player of the year in high school. He was the UConn quarterback until he had his 13th concussion against a game in BYU. After this, he decided to step away from football. It had been his 13th concussion, and it had really been taking a toll on him. He wrote a very awesome article in the Players' Tribune, which I will also post and we talk about a little bit in the interview. And he has been an advocate for mental health safety, especially safety for players. So I'm really excited to explore mindfulness with him and share our conversation, some of the strategies he has gotten to help get him through and help him find some joy and peace. So I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So without further ado, here is Casey Cochran. Alrighty, I am now on the phone with Casey Cochran. Casey Cochran is a musician recording an album. He is a shipbuilder and he is also a former quarterback for the UConn Huskies football team. So hi Casey, thank you very much for joining me.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me, Mikey. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you for so much for speaking with me. I So I read your article in the Players' Tribune, and I thought it was really inspiring, especially coming from, I believe, a 22-year-old at the time. And you were saying, I read, sometimes it's nice to admit that things aren't okay, to say, hello, hi, my name is Casey, I have anxiety and depression. And I feel like the tides have kind of turned a little better for mental health, but years ago, I think you were way ahead of the curve talking about these issues. Could you uh, share with us what inspired you to write that article and become an advocate for player safety?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, back then, that was about four years ago now. I was in pretty rough shape. It was about a year and a half, two years after the last concussion I had while I was playing at UConn. And, and I was just kind of down and out and, and still functioning um, as, a, as a graduate student. At UConn, but you know, overall, I just really was struggling with with interactions and um, trying to just live a normal life. And um, that article that I ended up writing was it, it really just summed up everything that I had been feeling for a long time. And and I think that what's important about um, that article for me was was just kind of opening up and and one of my biggest things my whole life was I had struggled with anxiety and depression but I was never really able to to tell people about it and I think the the more you keep yourself closed off the more you have to deal with it on your own and, and it, be, it kind of comes impossible to to really ever break out of it so you know right around that time I, I ended up seeing a couple of different therapists and kind of landing on one that I, I really loved and, and started making headway with them. Um, I just kind of started opening up to different people around me, you know, different people, my family and friends. And it was kind of the beginning of a long process to, to get out of that place that I was in and, and fearful of. And, and you know, the, it was just my depression that I, got through genetics and deal, dealt with my whole life really was just compounded and multiplied by all the concussions I had at the time, and it took a lot of effort to get out of. So that article is the beginning, kind of the first steps of of me trying to get away from that darkness that I was feeling.
0: I saw you also wrote, it's smart to worry about health and well-being, and it's I, I mean, I'm, it's awesome you said that, but it is a little sad that, that it's almost not obvious. It's not obvious that we should be worrying about our health and well-being, and I think that's so important, and I, uh, at least for me, mindfulness has been a big part, and uh, could you share a little bit about how mindfulness has been impactful to you? Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I mean, probably right around that same time when I when I started working on that article, I, I tried meditating and, and to this day still struggle with, <laughs> with being diligent about about meditating regularly. Um, but I think what I found right around that time was just trying to be mindful every day of my surroundings, you know what my daily schedule is, just everything just just taking a step back and and contemplating my my moves throughout the day and and you know how was I feeling? how are things affecting me and more than literally like just sitting down and meditating, I feel like... Being mindful throughout the day has has kind of kept me going. Um, you know, at this point, I'm doing leaps and bounds better than than I was when I wrote that article back then. But um, there's always things that come that come up. You know, things that will kind of throw a monkey wrench in in how you're doing. And um, I definitely feel like being mindful and and kind of just keeping track of of how things are going for myself is, has really, really been important.
0: Yeah, I can see that for me. It's the big part of it for me is being non judgmental of how I'm feeling and just being, being real, I guess. And so if I feel great, if I feel shitty, like, okay, this is, this is how I'm feeling. And you mentioned earlier that it was always kind of hard for you to share how you were feeling. And I, I can relate to that. I feel like almost every guy, to some extent can relate to not being able to kind of share how you're feeling. And also it's kind of hard for some people to go to therapy or to just to be honest with their therapist. How how did that kind of come about for you? How were you able to overcome that?
1: I think you you hit the nail on the head there with it, it started with me not being honest with myself and 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 getting tired of that, you know. I think for years and years and years even when I was little feeling down and and anxious and depressed, I would always try to tell myself that I was okay. And, and that's just kind of what happens, I think, for a lot of young men growing up, is you're not allowed to, to share your emotions or, or kind of worry about how you're feeling. Um, and I think it really started with, you know, like, the path of recovery started with me feeling kind of bored with myself, saying that i was okay over and over again (laughs) you know i i wanted to get better i was tired of hearing this voice lie to me that i was doing okay when i deep down knew i wasn't and and that was kind of the first steps was it was pretty soon after i got my last concussion back in 2014 i i knew i i wasn't gonna be okay because i hadn't been up to that point and um I had been dealing with it, but after that last one, I knew it was going to be a struggle. So I saw a therapist pretty soon after and and opened up about certain things, but definitely was still very guarded with them. And I didn't really feel comfortable with the person. And I think that's a huge thing with a lot of people is it's a very strange thing to just go to a random person and open up about your deepest, darkest things that you deal with every day. Um, but, you know, I, after I had talked to a couple different people, I found someone who, who I could open it up to. And that's when, when most of the work was done, you know, once, once I really opened up and, and broke down all the barriers that I had had, then there was really nothing else holding me back, um, after that. And then that kind of voice in my head went away and then I just kind of started Living day to day after after a couple of years for sure, you know, and it, and it takes hard work. Is is one of the other hard things? Is you know, my whole life I kind of just wanted something to happen to change my perspective and kind of get me out of it, and and the biggest thing was realizing that it, it it took a lot of work, and after a couple of years is when I I kind of just started living day to day, which is what I've always ever wanted, and that's where I kind of am now. Is is just staying mindful and 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 living day to day and and just taking appreciation for everything you know
0: i I think you you hit it spot on with it can be really hard at first to be completely honest with a therapist i know at least for me like i i just didn't feel comfortable sharing some things we're trying to kind of maybe beat around the bush but for me i realized once this person's just here to help me and they can't really help me if I'm not being honest with them. Cause then how can I be honest with myself or get the honest help that I need?
1: Right. And I think that's so. The scary thing going to a therapist is kind of just divulging all this information about yourself to a random person. But over time I kind of realize how great it is because you don't have to, the, the hard thing is to tell someone that you know, and that someone that loves you that you're not doing well. Um, I think that's one of the hardest things that you can do is just because you don't want to let people down. Um, When you're talking to a therapist, it's someone that really doesn't have anything invested in you. They don't know you very well. You can just open up to them about really anything. And then on the other side of it, because of patient-doctor confidentiality, they can't tell anyone else. You know, like a big fear of mine as a kid, was telling one of my friends that I that I was scared of certain things and that they would go tell someone else, you know. So as I got older and as I started opening up to to the therapist that I ended up really settling down with, um, all of that went away and I was just able to just kind of lay everything out and and go back way way back into childhood and just kind of push everything out and and once you sort of start unpacking. All those things that you've held on to for, for forever, then you don't have to carry that stuff anymore, and that's that's the most liberating feeling, really.
0: I believe that. Um, was it was it more difficult? Do you think sharing, uh, going through a life so involved with football and sports was that? Did that do you think made it more difficult?
1: Definitely, yeah. I think I think every young man and women go through it too. Where, um, we're just not really brought up to 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 explain our feelings or go through that. And, and, and there's something to be said about, about mental toughness and, and pushing through certain things. But I think it's taught wrong a lot in that, you know, your mental health is everything and you can't be mentally tough if there's some underlying issues that you need to work through. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, being able to open up was one of the hardest things that I had to do, you know, because of because of the way that we were taught mental toughness in football, it got misconstrued in so many ways for so many people, and um, it took a very long time to realize that by opening up, it was going to make things easier for me instead of the other way around.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I study engineering and the way, the way we start each problem is you have to write down what you know, write down the givens. And I feel like that's kind of how I like to think of it in my head is when I got these issues going on or whatever, the first thing I need to do is address the issues. If you if I ignore them or just put them away, they're just going to bubble up and probably <laughs> compile and get worse and worse.
1: Totally. I think um, I like that a lot. And in and- in the last probably two, three years, I've been feeling a lot better and, uh, I still go through ebbs and flows all the time, you know, and, and I won't feel it right away. It it might take a month for me to realize that I've just kind of been in a funk or, or just feeling down. And then every once in a while, once it's happening, I'll be able to kind of just take a step back and breathe it out and, and just kind of try to think about what's what's on my mind. And a lot of times, it's really not a lot. It's nothing huge. But it's just a lot of little things that add up to me feeling down. You know, but I think the biggest thing that I got from therapy and and talking to different people are, are strategies. And that's the biggest thing you need to have are strategies when you when you have uh, depression or anxiety or, or whatever you have. Um, it's just how do you deal with issues in your life? you know and before I had talked to someone, a lot of times it was drinking or you know just tons of different things that didn't that weren't constructive for me to feel better. you know I just had all of these different things that I fell back onto. But after seeing a therapist and, and working through my problems, I have all these different things that I can now fall back onto that are healthy um, and, and good for me. You know, like a big thing for me my whole life was eating and overeating um, when I was stressed. So, you know, I think when I was growing up, when I was in high school earlier in college, when, when I was going through a lot, I would overeat and be more unhappy at the end of the day Whereas today I'll still have those same tendencies to gravitate towards food, but I can catch myself earlier or sometimes I don't even have to overeat and I will will catch myself before I even get to that point. So, you know, it's, it's complicated in, in so many different ways, but it's, it's never ending, but it's a much easier process. And, you know, it's because I have told everyone basically in my life now, what I've gone through now I have this huge support system to also help me through you know
0: yeah I think what you said catching yourself I think that's an awesome part of mindfulness is just because these things they really don't go away they they might linger for all of us and if you just catch yourself and not be judgmental and not be like oh I'm bad because of this or I'm whatever just being okay this is what's happening what do I want to do now what like I'm in control what will I do right and I'm really happy to hear that you've received that support from everyone because that is a really difficult part of just how will people perceive me or how how will that go once I actually am honest with people around me. For people listening right now who are going through a rough time, maybe be afraid to speak to a therapist, afraid to let people know, do you have any advice for them or what are some of the strategies that you did pick up that maybe can help somebody overcome and just get that first step on the way back? Yeah, I think
1: um, I think the biggest thing is just asking yourself: Are you where you want to be? You know, do you like how your life is going for you at this point? You know, and if you can just be honest with yourself with that one question, you know, because well, as soon as I was done playing football, even when I was playing, I wasn't truly happy, and and more than wanting to be, you know, in the NFL or one of the best quarterbacks to play in the state. I all I've ever wanted my whole life was to be happy. Um and when I finally answered that question seriously to myself, you know, was I happy with where I'm at? And I said no. I knew I had to do something to change. Um, you know, and I think if you can answer that question seriously to yourself and you realize that maybe you're not where you want to be, I think one of the best things you can do is to take slow steps and not try to change everything in your life. You know, um, if going to a therapist is scary for you, just try to talk to someone you're very close to and you don't have to, to open up completely to them. Just say, Hey, you know, like I haven't been feeling well lately. I haven't been feeling well about this. Um, if you have a best friend, that's one of my, my favorite things to do is just to kind of open up to a good friend of mine. And now you have someone in your corner, you know because a lot of times back when I wasn't feeling great, I'd look in the mirror and not really like who I saw, and it was almost like this person that I was fighting. Um, you know, it, it felt like a boxing match where I'd have a good day, and then the next day I'd overeat and not like not understand where that came from. You know, I thought I had control, but now I don't. But as you get better and better, and as you Take strides to to feel better. You're gonna you're gonna have that person in the mirror in your corner, and you're kind of gonna work together. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just realizing that you're, it's not gonna happen in a day, um, and it's gonna take a lot of time. And it just takes one step. You know, you're gonna have times where you slip and fall and and, and slide backwards, but. You know, it's, it's it's all about big picture, you know. You got to take the small steps to feel good down the road. Um, you know, and, and, and in the end, you're, you'll thank yourself when you get to that spot.
0: I love what you said about, like, a boxing match. Because it really, it can be a boxing match against your own self, in your own mind. And being your own worst enemy is not going to make things any better. You're just going to beat yourself up. So, just addressing that you are you're like you have to be your own friend you know it's easy to to be very self critical i believe but maybe if you're if a good friend of yours reaches out and shares something with you you're probably not going to say the same things to them as you would to yourself
1: absolutely yeah yeah it's I, unbelievable and and then when you have that person in your corner you can picture it like a boxing match you have all these people in your corner helping you out in between rounds really because that's really what it is you
0: know? yeah I love that I so I also read that you began to swim do some yoga and yeah now you're a musician how did you get into swimming a little bit and had you always been playing guitar and music had that always been a part of your life or did that come a little later I
1: think I picked up the guitar uh, a couple months after I stopped playing football so about like five or six years ago um and it was just something that I had always wanted to do um and it took me a couple of years to learn different songs and how to play, and then about a year ago, I kind of started writing my own music and and recording. Um, and it's been the most gratifying feeling ever, you know, just to be able to to realize that I haven't been playing guitar for a long time, um, but to to make your own music and to hear it kind of played back for you is, is the most incredible feeling. And I've always felt that music has just been very, very important for me. And it was just one of those things that is very scary to do is to take the leap to, to, to pick up a guitar, pick up a different instrument. But when you're in the process of trying to get better, I think that's a really important thing is to, is to branch out and pick up something healthy for you. Um, You know, so guitar is that for me Um, working out. Is that for me? You know, once you once you have these things, so like, so the guitar and play music. Now I can can jam out with other people, and that just opens a whole different community for yourself. Where now I have all these friends that I hadn't had before, and it's strictly through music. Um, so you are opening up different avenues for yourself where you didn't have before, and then it kind of just makes your your world view a little bit bigger. And I think that's kind of the scary thing when you're, when you're feeling down is you have this really small confined worldview and you're, you're just in your head, you know? Um, so music's been huge for me. I got into woodworking a couple of years ago and, and that's been incredible for me. Um, you know, just staying active and, uh, kind of giving myself different goals that that can definitely be achievable. So you brought up swimming. My, one of my goals for this year is to, Jump in the water every month of the year, and <laughs> I've been doing it so far. It's been really darling. <laughs> I did it on New Year's with some friends, and then did it in February and March. I got to do it in April still, but it's it was cold, but it was the best feeling ever. Getting out of the water the last couple months, it's been awesome.
0: That sounds cool. That sounds like fun. I, I'm I'm really glad you were able to explore those things. I found for me when I, mean, I was similarly in a depressed situation, I, I found like I didn't, I didn't like myself, I didn't do anything, I was afraid to reach out and try anything, because when you try something for the first time, you're probably not good at it, you because obviously you don't know about it, and for me a big part of it was just trying to explore things that I like. So for me it was a lot of hiking, trying to like be outside and I hope like for anyone listening like if they're feeling <laughs> shitty right now, it's okay to reach out and try something, you know? And if you don't like it then okay, you don't like it, but you don't know until you try.
1: Absolutely. You know, and that's I think that's the big thing is just like to to try to stop fighting yourself, you know, and and try to stop scaring yourself out of things. You know, just take a take a risk, take a leap. You know, the worst thing that you can do is is to realize okay, that's not for me. And and really any situation you're in good or bad, you can come out the other end realizing okay, that was great or that was bad. If it was great, then then I can keep doing that. If it was bad, then you you get the at least valuable information that hey, that's not for me, you know. And that's always been big for me too. It's just to realize you know anything can be a learning situation and just never to put yourself down you know keep that person in your corner
0: and i also saw that you've you've spoken for in front of state legislators and have spoken out on mental health and about concussions and about that could you share a little bit about some of the advocacy you've been doing
1: yeah it's, it's been a little while since i've i've traveled and spoke but a couple Probably a year or two after I was done playing, um, I started kind of traveling around, speaking around the state, just to, I went to the, the Connecticut legislature, and, and we, we ended up passing a bill for Connecticut youth uh, sports, just about kind of giving more information to parents and athletes about concussions. I ended up being able to, to go speak up near Boston at a, at a conference, I got to speak in uh, Alabama, and uh at south by southwest at austin so i had a crazy couple of years where i was able to to travel and speak this is while i was in grad school still so um it was a really really incredible experience i met so many people and um it was a really really interesting part of my life it's it's it was definitely still while i was in recovery from everything and and trying to trying to feel better um a little, maybe a year or two ago, I I felt like I needed to kind of close a chapter in my life with with football and everything, and I really wanted to just kind of find myself and you know wh- who am I without football? And it took a year or two, but now I'm in kind of a completely different place than I was before. Where you know I I'm a I work at the Mystic Seaport uh, shipyard, and we uh, we just restored the Mayflower. Um, and we work on different boats and now I have the album going so you know it's been a little while I think instead of traveling and speaking to a bunch of different people I just try my best to to interact with with people that I'm close with and just kind of try to share myself um, on a more interpersonal level um, these days but but you know traveling and speaking like I did before was was such an incredible opportunity.
0: And honestly, thank you for that, because, especially for guys, it's hard to, it's really hard to share, as we talked earlier, it's hard to come forward and do something, but when you see someone, especially athletes just so looked up towards, and, I mean, I looked up towards you in high school, and 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 in college, and seeing someone you look up to coming out and saying these things, and realizing, oh shit, it's not just me, like, other, he feels this way, and I kind of feel this way sometimes, like, maybe I'm not alone, you know? And I think I'm very grateful that you did do that. I'm also so happy that you've been able to move on and show that you can live a life with depression and anxiety. You know, you can do great things. I really appreciate you speaking with me. When's your album going to be coming out?
1: I'm hoping this summer. Um, you know, I think we got a couple more months. The the virus is, is kind of throwing a monkey wrench and everything. Oh, but that makes um, sense. Yeah. we're a couple months away. Hoping to do an album release party, and then it'll go out on Spotify and iTunes and and everywhere. Um, and then hopefully it can can travel around and play a little bit,
2: which would be great.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Please let me know when that comes out. I'll be happy to check it out and share. I uh, I love music. Music uh music's actually like a big part of this podcast too, <clears throat> because I just feel like music can really it can help express how you feel if you if you don't have the words to words to, to to share it can really help just get you through like whatever time it is, good or bad. So I I, I think that's incredible that you've turned to music. I know I have.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I, there's something about it. It's, I think it's it's a very human thing to do is is to have music and share music and like it's amazing how I I've been you can you can take a sad sounding song and it can have happy meaning, and you can do it the other way around where it's a very happy song with with sad meaning, and, and then everything in between, and there's just the, the way you can express yourself through music is different than how you can talk to people, really. You know, you can kind of create a character that isn't yourself, but is. You know, and I've I've tried to do that, and you can kind of open up to certain things and, and share yourself where you, you can't really do and in regular life you know it's it's been really incredible
0: well casey thank you so much for speaking with me i i really appreciate it, it was great talking with you
1: absolutely i think it's a great idea for a podcast thank you so much for having me on this has been fun
0: yeah definitely uh, i'll definitely love to hear when your album comes out and and i'll be letting you know when this comes out so thank you so much man i hope you're staying healthy and i'm wishing the best for you everything you got going for you and your family and all that
1: hey thanks mikey hey i hope you guys stay safe too Take it easy.
0: Thanks, man. Have a great day. All right. Bye. And that concludes my interview with Casey Cochran. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. And I hope that some of the things you heard today can help you, help provide some strategies on ways to overcome anxiety and to live your best life. I love the example he used of a boxing ring. You you can't beat yourself up. You can't be against yourself in that boxing ring. And the more people you have in that corner, the more people supporting you, the easier it is to take on some of the challenges and take on some of the things in life. So I'm in your corner. I'm supporting you. I encourage you to reach out to someone close to you, someone you trust if you're feeling down, and share with them because I bet it can help you out a lot and really help you overcome whatever is messing with you right now. And, I mean, right now it's stressful for everybody. So the more people you can connect with and trust and know that they have your back, the easier things will be. Thank you, Casey, very much for speaking with me. I had an awesome, I had a really fun time talking with you. Uh, I will definitely be sharing your music when your album comes out, so please keep in touch. And with all this quarantining and everybody locked away, it's a really important time to be mindful. It's really important to take in how you're feeling, how you're doing. So I hope that some of the things today can help you be more mindful, or if you haven't already checked out some of the previous episodes go check them out. There are so many awesome resources, so many awesome stories, experiences that can help you be more mindful and spread that mindful lifestyle and promote the mental health conversation. So please subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts, download if you're on Spotify, leave a review or rate if you don't mind. It would really mean a whole lot to me. And lastly, share. Share with a friend. Share the story. Share the mental health. Share your feelings if you're comfortable. That's what's most important is creating a more positive environment around mental health and getting rid of some of the stigma. And lastly, so our music is always brought to us by my favorite band, Goose. And Goose now has a new live album out. It's called Alive and Well. And the song that I always play at the beginning, end of the show, Butter Rum, is on that live album. So please go check them out. They're on Spotify. They're on YouTube. They are really fun guys with really fun music. So please check them out. And I will be ending with butter rum. So have a great day, everybody. I wish you well. I hope you're staying healthy. I hope you're quarantining. And lastly, and most importantly, I hope you're staying mindful. So have a great day. I love you guys.
2: Me but to rum, but what would I call you? Hey but to rum, my sweet island muffin Hey but to rum, my sweet island muffin To the islands you run and leave me with nothing but the rum